0: This
1: is corner talk. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode on the corner flag talk podcast. This is what John, and we hear as always talk about the leaders in football. Um, this is one of those rare occasions where I don't have Virgil with me. And I have only one person with me for those of you watching on YouTube would see. It's me and Brandon here. And it is so funny. Like me and Brandon was actually supposed to do a pod alone at the start of last year. I believe it was. And we end up having Jordan, which was good. And I'm not saying no. But me and Brandon never, ever get to sit like this before. So it'll be fun. And, and the honest thing called truth is I, I'm really, really looking forward to this. I, like, like, no joke I am. I'm, I I told Brandon this, so obviously it's not a secret about telling you all this. is that, your know, Brandon is generally one of my favorite people to talk to about football. And it have some things that, like, I generally just want to talk to him alone about. I will message him privately. We'll talk about that and stuff. And so this should be interesting because more than... Genuinely, anybody else on this part, I think Brandon pushes me to think a lot more and really try and develop more opinions and stuff. So, with that being said, we have Brandon here. Brandon, what's good, my guy?
0: Just the two of us. <laughs> <laughs> we can make it if we try.
1: Hey, damn, I should have had our song already, actually. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, I'm good, I'm good. Excited to be here. So, guys, as we said, we're going to hit top body latest so in football. We'll obviously start the Premier with some big developments and other places we, we'll go there as well. Um, for those of you who don't know, we did a Champions League preview for the, the entire round of 16 last week. It's on our YouTube now and the podcast platform as well. So, we technically, we, I mean, we might cover a little bit in terms of the, the stuff that happened last week, but we will not be covering what's going to happen this week. It was already covered. It's on YouTube, it's on the pod. Go listen to it there. Without further ado, we started in Premier League. And where else to start with the big six clash that happened this weekend, which was Manchester City hosted Chelsea FC. And if I had a dollar for every time Brandon messaged me and said that are you ready for a six nila, a eight dollar some kind of thing to that effect, I would have been able to buy a super dealer field. Because I was over 25 times a He of it. And that's not that's not the case. It happened to be a one all one way. I do think that Chelsea they right in at times, but they really dug in and they put it up for four. Was a warranted bit a lot to go with them. It didn't go all the way after still an open. He's currently in the 42nd minute. Rodri went on with that effort. I was off the returning from injury. Chaloba into the back end behind Petrovic, but the Manchester sealed a one all draw. That means that for the first time in 11 games, Manchester City has failed to win a game. And thus. It has implications for the title race. But Brandon, general thoughts. How you felt about the game?
0: Well, um the funniest thing is like the when I was going into the game, I thought we would we were not going to play very well. I thought that they were gonna walk us. And mm. by the end of the game, I was up I was upset because we should have taken all three points. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I don't think I don't think that he had their best day. I think we caught Haaland on probably the worst day of his career. The best
1: time to catch him, yeah, yeah. yeah the,
0: and and you know, the, I think the rest of the team were pretty off. Like you know, I think mm-hmm. Fulan had one of his quietest games. De Bruyne was spamming crosses, but they weren't very good. Yeah, um, yeah. Doku seems to be a um a divisive. Va- Again, <laughs> nobody knows if Doku played well or if Doku hey. didn't play well. It's still hey. So I just I I just feel like we caught them on, on the worst day possible. We did not mm. capitalize. We took the lead. I think Pochettino went in the wrong direction with taking bringing on Chaloba. I don't think that was the right substitution. I think at the time you you mentioned that it it reminded you of when Newcastle um was playing PSG and they locked up shop way too early and invited mm-hmm. the pressure. Well, that's exactly what happened in this game, mm-hmm. and it was inevitable. I mean, and I mean, uh, I hate I hate that. This is the case, but the big game player mm-hmm. himself, Rodri, come and score again. So mm-hmm. you know, it's just it's just one of those things. On another day, Holland could have had four. Um, yeah. I don't, I think you know he had to give the back four. A lot of credit they played really well. Um, like I guess we rolled our luck, but it is what it is. A point for Dance us. That's football. That's football. Yeah, yeah, a point yeah. for us in the in the race for um for, eight for days. <laughs> and um, And. Yeah. And, uh, you know, two points drop for City, which is, you know, incredibly important in a side race. I think uh, one of my friends messaged me and said, you all saved the league. And I said, well, you know what? I think we did.
1: Yeah, I agreed. And, you know, you talk about big game player, Roger, which I I totally agree. But somebody who in the big moments that you all have had this season, despite him probably missing any bigger, any smaller games, turned up and scored for you all today, well, on the day, which was Raheem still in. And I know he has been a decisive a divisive figure despite the fact that he has managed to contribute in games like this in the game against city at home against spurs and stuff like that. Why do you think it is that he has become so divisive despite his pedigree his career, and even showing up for Chelsea in the bigger years
0: well it's um it's just that sits still and just doesn't show up enough um sometimes um he has i think he's been one of the better performers of the season, which is kind of ironic that a lot of people don't want him considering he's been one of the better players
1: mm-hmm.
0: but you know it's like i say i don't up some, i think people a lot of people were shocked that still started but in the end you know you have to you have to give poch credit for that he stuck with him and he got put into the league and then it really really took him off that's when the mm-hmm. whole game changed mm-hmm. so you know still and just he just continues to you know laugh in the face of people who just don't think he's good enough to play for chelsea
1: and I mean, okay. staying on Chelsea that, you know, this was a game that we really spoke about at digging in and a lot of players that were under criticism that I still think is warranted putting a performance to at least put them on for another week. One of those being somebody who has appeared in every single league game for y'all, and Axel the sassy. Um, he's played right back for, yeah, whatever reason, Pot Potsy's, he's, he's, and he's played are quite often. And I think this has been his Best game so far for y'all. You, you know, I know he scored in games before, but but forget he scored. I think he was everywhere. I think he put his body on the line really well. And even though Haaland had chances, I think that when Haaland came on his side, he found it a little bit hard. And I thought that he did well to back up Gusto in defending um Toku a lot at the times. So this back four though, Brandon, do you feel like this could be for y'all going forward? The back four?
0: Yeah, it probably could, because we We've still missing, or we haven't seen Fafana for the entire season, so we don't yeah, know really. if he's there. But he has been been in the majority of the season. So maybe for the end of the season, until the end of the season, we could work with our back for just similar to this. And yeah, it's yeah. kind of interesting that he's finally putting everybody in their proper positions. It only it's come a few months, but mm. it's a shock when I write back plays, I right back, I left back plays, I left back. What I could happen? What could happen? So, yeah, you know, um, yeah, but Chelsea, I've been on. A, I think I. I think we are what, is it? Yeah, we, we've done a good run, you know. So, I don't think, yeah.
1: I feel like we... we the, Liverpool really the, big, the Liverpool game is really big. The Liverpool-Worlds game came two back-to-back losses amongst a bigger run, where you all won 6-9, yeah. and nine, you know. And, again, credit where it's due, you know, they, they are putting up Prince Cold Colt is obviously having a fantastic season. Probably didn't have as much start, though. game... I mm-hmm. thought that he still was pretty good. Um, I know you and felt differently about <laughs> well, a lot of players that, that we spoke about so far. But w- one more thing as we go from Chelsea across to City is that I think that even though he did, I, I do think the result is more on the manager. Um, I think he set you all up really well. And I think that we have seen that they... Look, I, I know we all any time that we talk about any fault with Man City is always combated with, with the history that what they've produced and what they continue to produce. And no matter what form of a glass show that we find on them, they always want to go on to win, which which one, yeah, it's true. It is what it is. But I think it also absolves us from having discussions about issues that they may have. And something that has been happening to them is that over the last few months and weeks. They have conceded from the first shot on target. And now while that did not happen, Chelsea carved them open a lot of times in this game. You know, Nicholas Jackson, Mr. Sitter, obviously still scored his goal. And Conco also probably should have gotten a better pass from Cole Kwonk, but also had a chance. Uh, I think Gallagher had a chance even. Had somebody Gallagher set up in the first half as well with a 1-2 into the box. These are a few chances that we are talking about here. And... Yeah, when we reach City, we'll talk about the fact that Haaland missed five chances. And on another day, that doesn't happen. We put that aside. the side. But that is absolving the fact that Chelsea also opened them up consistently. So, we talked about before on this point, many times, posh lack of a plan going forward. Is this probably the plan or this is just for the bigger games? Where, to be fair, we've seen Chelsea put up pretty good fights this season.
0: Yeah, I don't I, I really don't know but I still don't think we I still don't think we play extremely well against the big teams. I feel like uh, truthfully, I think we've caught all of them on our bad day. Uh except for Man United. which is kinda sad when you think about yeah. the the good thing about holiday season has gone. But yeah. you know what? Uh watch Poch Port- we, we didn't we didn't lose the game, you know, we uh everybody told me the air myself included. So, you know, I'll give him credit for that. But, you know, because we were one up, all I can say is I f it hurt when, I, when, when you know, we, mm-hmm. we, did, we didn't get a chance to do it. And the most important thing I think about the game is, like, City actually played, like, uh, they played properly when Bernardo Silva came on. And okay. I don't know about you, but I think Alvarez was terrible in that game. I didn't remember anything. I didn't really remember, nuts, anything. I didn't I remember, remember anything that Al- Alvarez did. Been oh, I
1: remember. Too. I remember when he turned around, rush, you bomb. I cold, wow, breathe in the middle of the bar. Yeah, so, <laughs> I mean... actually. <laughs>
0: Um, yeah, I think like when he came on and it, it was no surprise to me that they scored after that. So I feel like that mm-hmm. was important to them. And yeah, but yeah, you know, I mean, power,
1: it. we found of say on this pod that how undervalued Bernardo Silva is in, in mm-hmm. a general sense, and they don't click without him. And I think that him, if he ever to sustain a long injury, then it would actually have a big talent impact on their season. You know, I I think it's on the reason how. Often he is fit and available and consistent, and, and how undervalued it is to have somebody who is a midfielder, stroke attacker that manages to put in eight out of 10s every single week. But somebody who Alvarez has been replacing in the 11 in these games is Ilkay Gundogan, who's obviously no longer there. But you know, in games like this, where you want somebody to help with transition control and stuff like that, he is not there. and. Is it that case then now that we could be seeing a bit of the impact of not having somebody who is not just a more natural aid, but somebody who is well-rounded in every phase of the game, as well as has a level of consistency no longer in that role in Manchester City?
0: Yeah, well, I've mean, been talking about their most um, impactful player, probably, over the past mm. three years, maybe. And, yeah. um, you know, I just think one of the other things too, but I feel like we have not um Alvarez has kind of gone by during the season like he started the season really well yeah. um but when I think when Haaland got injured and everybody expected him to carry on his good form he did not yeah. and he has not continued that good form since mm-hmm. and it's hard to replace somebody like um like Gundogan so I think uh might be a little harsh on, on on Alvarez but I don't think he's lived up to the to the replacement expectation mm-hmm. and um I keep getting more worried and worried about City by the day, you know, because the, no, the fact that the the
1: fact everybody thinks
0: that they're going to win, I, I I don't know how they're going to do it at this point because it'll be something close to, like, cinematic.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing. I, I have said before, I, I still and I still do. I still think that that one of us Liverpool are going to win the league. Uh, Obviously, I, I have, you know, where I stand and what I prefer, but I, I said that a few weeks ago, and even though I think Liverpool stumbled a bit, you know, when they played us, I, I still um, believe in, in the abilities to carry this thing to the end. But with City, I don't think it's necessarily entirely on Alvarez, but I think it's also on the fact that, you know, players have come in and none of them have managed to like... Even though I think um, the thing with Gundogan that is so underrated is how not just mature he is and clutch he is, but how well-rounded he is in every phase of the game. Now, even though you might not get that in one player because I, I really think that's really hard to replace. You know, they brought in two players plus use Alvarez in that role. So you're looking at so you're looking at as Nunes, and they're looking at Alvarez. And, like, they have not managed to find that balance on how to use that role in the bigger games. Because the other point is, is that obviously the steamroll the Champions League, they obviously our world favourites to go through from their the round of 16 tie. The only big six win this season has come against Manchester United. You know? And while... City's famous argument, which continues to prove true of how they win this league, is because when it comes to playing the other 14 teams in this league, they were steamroller. And And they continue to do that. And nobody is saying no. But that does absolve us from having the conversation of this, that we are in the middle of February. At this point, they have played Chelsea twice. No wins. They played Arsenal. They lost. They played Liverpool. And they drew. They played United. And they won. They played Spurs. And drew... And so, I, I think that is something that's worth discussing at this point. You know, are they lacking somebody to help them really put these screws to these bigger tides? And people have expected, and I, I swear, you know, being asked, some people are going to say this is going to come from a place of rabs or something. And I, I really not at this point. But people expected, like, things like, you know, KDB to start a play in the Gundogan role or Foden to step up and play in midfield more and these kind of things. But so far, those things have not happened in the bigger games.
0: Yeah, and this is the point I was going to bring up to you. Like I told you, I would not tell you um, earlier. And that point is, I feel like City's, um, City's depth and the what is going to win the league this season is who has the best depth. Yep. Because the story agree. of the season has been everybody has in the league. Yeah. And it's about which 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 group of players are strong enough to go through to, to lo- go them through them. losing types of players and and making it through. And I just think out of all of them right now, City just proven to be not like just yeah. not as equipped as Liverpool and Arsenal. That's how it looks right now because yeah. they keep stumbling. Just today, just today, like, yes. Yeah. Next yeah, one, we can
1: be saying something different. Yeah, exactly, play.
0: exactly. But as of right now, I think like that is the one stumbling block, and until those city players, um, the 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 fringe city players prove that they can do it, mm-hmm. then I I am not, not as convinced as I've been throughout the yeah. entire season. Because the we drop Bernardo, he doesn't play for one game, and look how difficult they made it.
1: Yeah, and the thing is, right? It's like we are talking about you know a season where I believe that we are in a position where the three teams that are competing for the league are all well positioned to at least, obviously, not all of them could win it, but all of them could go the distance, not just in the league, but also probably go a little further in Europe. So then now when they reach to that March-April period where they are rotating between the league and the weekend, the league and the, uh, the league and midweek, league and midweek, it could become a little problematic there. And the thing is, it's not to say that we have not seen French players from City step up and and play some role. Obviously, Oscar Bob came in and won the game for them against Newcastle. Uh, You know, we see Alvarez already deputized. But the thing is, you know, coming down to the end of your season, you know, Brandon, nobody wants to hear, you know, after Arsenal lose the league, that Nketiah came in and had like five goals in four games or whatever. What matters is then now, you keep doing it till the end of the season. And... (laughs) I've said this before, and I, I again, we've been rebutted by the argument. Look, though, City always does it, always does it. They're going to do it, they're going to do it. That City lost a lot of experience within the squad this last year going here. You know, they lost Gundogan, who we all know how important it is, but they also lost Real Mahrez. They also lost Ayem Laporte. And while these players would always consist of us sort Gundogan, of more or less, they were the ones that they could turn to that, you know, when Pep wanted to rotate the squad a little bit, be able to take some minutes off somebody, take minutes off of somebody else, he turned to these guys. And while they may not be the names that come to your mind when you think about, okay, what is Pep starting 11? You know, these were the players that, when you watch the end of the season, a thousand minutes in the league. But that comes from is because they took up his time. And it's a case of, does Foden step up to that mantle instead of just being a squad player anymore? Does Oscar up step up to... Whatever level in what role he's asked to be in, um, does Sergio Gomez play some kind of part? Does Gavarriol, who I think has been underwhelming to be nice so far, does he step over, play a more major part going forward? You know,
0: yeah, I don't, I don't disagree with anything I say. I mean, like, most they like, at all those players you call like I don't think any of them have been except for Fulham I think Fulham been very good this season, but, yeah. Like, I don't think I don't think the rest of them um we could include Nunez, you could include Kovacic. Yeah.
1: They
0: just haven't they just haven't lived up and I think that is the the
1: ultimate
0: yeah. the ultimate marker because you
1: practice and now looking in terms of stuff that happened on the gate, they you know, we look at the attack and obviously they made enough chances to win. Um But Haaland was missing on the day. Now again, I I also think it's it really makes sense we talk about this brand because you know that gonna happen is that he's gonna play midweek against Brentford, he'll get he can literally get carbon copy of those same five chances and he walking out know, with four goals very easily. You know, I don't think it's something that's we'd we'll discuss like, oh my god, is there concern about Harlan? But I think where there's a reasonable discussion point is to remember that at the end of these players are still human, you know, and as much as we've credited them and rightly so for all that they've done over the last year and the last few years and what they did, it. The, the reason that the 3 Peter is so um, remarkable and the reason that it's not done so often, at least in, in England, because only United, I know they have done it, you know, is because it does take a toll on these guys to be keeping a certain level of performance going forward. So my question then to you is, because, you know, I, I guess I do all lot a monologue at this point. Do you, right now, I'm, I we're not going to overly hold into this. Do you where you stand right now, feel like if that was the starting level, just Bernardo in for one of those players, going forward, expect that level to continue for the whole season enough to win the league and the Champions League.
0: Oh yeah, I definitely think so. I think, I think you could see the difference when Bernardo came on. Um, mm-hmm. And again, I don't think I'm going to have a worse game. Like you, could, yeah. you saw how, how devastated he was after he gave me the yeah. camera kind of thing. Yeah. I
1: don't
0: think I don't think I get anything close to that. And Holland is that kind of player, but he's like um, he has he. I people know like he people he knows that people know that he had a, a terrible game.
1: Yeah. Like and then Are and he his, himself I, away.
0: Yeah, yeah, he is, and I mean, I think, bro, another idea. It was he had seven decent chances by his standards, yeah. and I think he should have if he him not having at least two goals is is is
1: crazy. It's to insane. Me. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. So I mean, I don't. I. I feel like, like, like I said, if they had had one change, and on another day, but on another day they didn't need a change because Holland mm, probably gets a hat trick the game. Yeah. So, um, I just, I it's just right now. City just need to focus on cont- trying to win as many games as possible. They yeah. have a lot of games coming up soon, but if they're not careful, they're going to they're just going to slip away. And yeah. it, slipping away now is probably the worst thing to do.
1: And I think like the the two biggest questions. Them for none that they have not answered these things so much in the past before, but it's one that they have to go to Anfield still, you know? And it's a place that Pep has never won uh since his first year actually in the job, mm-hmm. you know? But he has not won there since. Has not won there since club has become a competitor against him officially in this league. And he also has to host Arsenal as well. Now, while that one is, is way less of a question because, you know, he's obviously won at the Etihad many times, you know, this is Arsenal that are doing well, and are growing in starting the game and have so far come up against them twice this season and both times Arsenal have come up better in those games. And so with those remaining ties there, the next question I have before we move on to something else is that, you know, City defence has become under a lot of scrutiny this season and I think rightfully so. And so then now, we are looking at City team that's going to continue to give up chances. And let's let's be real, right? They do this in Anfield, you know, with hopefully, you know, a fit Darwin with Salah and with somebody else, whichever one they decide to pop front there. You know, we could be looking at City, not just dropping points, but possibly losing there, you know. And who's to say that? You know, other teams don't don't take advantage. You know, weirdly, United have a, a better record in recent years at the Etihad than they have at home. You know, they still have to play their favorite the opponents, spurs. and all these things actually come in a very truncated run, um, between now and the next international break. You know, is this something that you know Pep needs to be a little bit more wary about and secure? It?
0: Yeah, he does. He he definitely does. Um, like I said, now is not the time to slip away. If he slips away now, it would, it would be difficult for him to to bring it back. And I don't know, boy, it just you remember I don't know if you remember earlier in the season when they drew Liverpool, how we felt after the game. I think yeah. this is the time where you you know everybody should probably feel a little bit like ooh, you know, City drew that game you know, and then they didn't yeah. win that game. This is this is this is no of one, like say, right, stage bro, of the
1: season. You don't care if they go on to win the league. Every single point they jump out along the way, nobody's going Mm -hmm. to get on rightfully, so they win the league, right? But then now, those things, this is why, like, you know, those are the kinds of things that need to be results-based analysis. Because it only matters if it matters in the end, Mm -hmm. you know? But the reason that we bring these up things to discuss is so that it doesn't happen along the way again. That it it becomes something to discuss because the way that game went is the way a lot of, it's like how today went, I'm not today. This weekend went and he says that they created a lot of chances in that game as well. Created a lot of chances here and did not take it. And were allowed to be hit on the counter by the opposition. And so it comes like if they are... I know we're talking about them. It doesn't take like being critical about any team. All of a sudden it makes it sound like if you're talking about some upper mid-table team that have this big glass jaw. But this is a weakness. This has become a frailty with them. You know, Kyle, how many times this season, um, Brandon, despite how much we all praise him, we all put him in our team of the years, that Kyle Walker has been caught sus defensively in 1v1 in- instances. And not just sus, but do watch like that, But also <laughs> punished, you know? Like it's not even just like an Virgil van dying case like, where like he might get catch out once in a while, but do get punished. Oh, so, this brother again catch. Isolated <laughs> and get dog alright through that. Like it's actually kind of funny. And so I actually not sure how Pep actually fixes it other than hoping these players come back into form. Because the thing is Ake best best option at, at left back. You know, I still think um between Walk and Akanji is better options at right back. And we all know who's his preferred pair in in the middle there between Stones and the US. And it's kind of hoping that Stones stay fit. I don't even think he's fit right now you know and, and, and sort of they fall back to be a little bit better defensively
0: yeah Walker is um Walker is I, bro I know that idea when if you have a player who everybody deems as Mr. Reliable and he's and he and he doing those kind team. of
1: things
0: yeah th- you know that's, that, that's his state of the team right now so it, it that's just the case I mean Walker has been I don't want to say memed but there, are, there have been a lot of moments this season where everybody's been like ooh I don't know about that one you know
1: yeah it, because yeah. people
0: criticize other right backs english particularly and i think walker's having one of his early seasons yeah he is so yeah uh, but and... i mean you know it, he I, I agree with what he said too like they, he is hoping that his team catches form and mm-hmm. unfortunately that is probably exactly what's going to happen
1: yeah. Because yeah.
0: he just needs he just needs some one players to catch form for the rest of the season. And we need to be honest, I think the that was De Bruyne's worst game since he came back and he's been good yeah. at every single game all the that mm-hmm. now. So, you know, it, it I don't know why Pep, how Pep does this, why he does this, but it just works. And you know so, like I said, it's gonna be cinematic if they win, you know, it really is.
1: Um so looking forward for City before we just go across to the title rivals, you know, they have Two games that I think that they definitely should be winning, right? You know host hosting Brentford, who was the only team to beat them at home last year, I believe. But I know they did beat them at home. It was the only team to do double on them last year. But they obviously relegation threatened this year. Don't see that happening. And they playing a Bournemouth team who dropped points real silly this weekend and have been out of form. Those games I think should be wins. However, when they go beyond that, you know, you're looking at that they hosting United and going to Liverpool and going to Brighton. These are all places and teams that they have drop points to last say, by the way. Um they host Arsenal, they host Aston Villa, they go to Crystal Palace So you know they love to drop points yeah. too. Um, so it, it's not the most straightforward run for them. You know, and, and they're talking about they, you know, in these periods they do actually get a chance to stop and like take account. So then it's just a case of you know play through it and, and hope you see yourself through it. You know? Cool. Looking across now. If I offered you, Brandon, a 4-1 win week- for your side on a any given weekend, you take it, right? But, unfortunately, you know, Liverpool fans were left... To- guys, I promise you, we're actually not going to talk about this very long, but they were left with a sour taste in their mouth as, you know, two of their better performers over the last few weeks and over this season came off injured for Liverpool and Curtis Jones and Mr... Who I think is very underrated is, is Diego Jota and... Darwin came off, they say it's precautionary, so hopefully, you know, it's not that serious for him. But again, Brandon spoke about, and rightly so, it's about who's going to outlast these injuries and keep getting results while they're trying to get players back and stuff like that. And Darwin with an exceptional finish in the first half, bro. Like, you know, when you talk about Brandon, somebody who is not the most consistent in front of goal, and he decides to go for the most audacious option. In finishing that chance, it says so much about him actually, and and how you know, resilient his mentality is towards these misses and stuff like that. And I make a joke today, uh, and if you see, I was like, um, that would just have stick drift when he shoots it, he just has stick drift. (laughs) 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 It's the most accurate thing I can generally think about to describe this guy, you know. And obviously, Salah returned and with his most sickening self, just went back to being Mohammed Salah. And so they continue to be themselves. Um, but I would say that Brentford did have a decent amount of chances in the game. Um, and so while we talk about a glass straw with with City, I think the difference with with Liverpool and I and I'll say that Keith, I know he, he was critical about this, and I understand why. Is that they have the best, or he didn't have a money day? But in general, they have the best what well, the best keepers in the world in Alisson, and they have one of the best defenders of our time in Van Dyke. you know, and, and these guys perform to such an exceptionally level is that they can't be the difference makers for you in, in one box, and you have one of best difference makers in the other. And so, a lot of these stuff in between then becomes a bit null and void. So, are you worried at all about Liverpool with both the climbing injuries and the ability to see chances? Are you worried at all?
0: Um, I'm worried. In the short term, in the sense of the next one, two, three games, mm-hmm. um, they can not be final coming up next week, which I yeah. think is diff- will be will be difficult because I saw, I saw I'm saw i not sure if it's true or how true it is, but I saw Darwin, might be 50-50 for the final. Mm-hmm. They said Salah might not play. Uh, Jota will be out. Curtis Jones will be out. They only have four fifth midfielder. So, like in the short term, it's going to be very difficult for them. However, uh, something that he was just talking about, I actually have this thing up here. Um, Liverpool play seven out of the top 11 in the league, and then they also play five of the bottom six to finish the Ooh. season.
1: So yeah, that's a great I mean, run though. I Yeah, it's, like... it's a
0: great run. And the thing is, yeah. like Cup in his final season, I just feel like they they just continue to show the depth and how, how adequate the depth is. And once they're able to do that, I don't see I'm not worried about them because if there was any time to be worried about them they've proved to me countlessly throughout the season that I should yeah. not be worried.
1: And the thing is, you know, we, we criticise Chelsea in the past for, you know, lack of discipline. You know, they are the complete opposite. You know, they are so committed and disciplined to the cause. And we said, you know, for, um, club sound the alarm that he leaving in the A season. We can see that even more. I, I think that's a fantastic running to have. I think... The only really tricky ties we're looking at for them coming up is before the international break. They have to obviously host City and then they have to go to Everton. Who oh, we all know why by now Everton, you know, they're having a better season and the points that the table suggests. Um, and those two could be a little tricky um, before I, I April time. But then, as you rightfully say, bro, coming on to the end of the season, it, it should be very easy for them to, to see it out. Um, in terms of going forward for them, and we'll pivot over her task Arsenal after this, is that do you see in the foreseeable future that the Europa League, that Sunday to, that Tuesday, the Sunday thing, could become taking a toll on them?
0: Yeah, it might, but it depends on when everybody starts to come back. Because I'm not 100% sure when some of the players are coming back. I, I can't remember yeah. exactly when Trent's supposed to come back, I don't remember when Sauber Slide is supposed to come back, so but those
1: will be for 10 weeks uh, yeah he for like that two is... months so that'll yeah, be a big that's, loss that's for you
0: uh, and... hey listen a player we've criticized a lot throughout the season is a good time for him now Cody gapo we
1: need yeah, to see what, what
0: he's made of you know like this is his time i feel like you know he has no reason to not perform now he will be starting and you uh, know brand they, they, a, lean on him.
1: i was listening to one of the million one pods i was listening to and somebody said like you know, this is the time of the season where you find players to so define your season. And, you know, like, an, an example of that, at least, you know, over a very short period right now, has been, like, how all of us on Trussard seems undropable for Arsenal, you know? And, like, I asked people about him a month ago, five, six weeks ago. You know, they wasn't putting him in their the levels. Even I, I'm i guilty of that as well. And now you, you won't have it without him. And this is our only time with Cody Gapo not just needs to show up, but last year when they signed him, you know, he seemed... Undroppable at that point, you know, when we had questions over other players, and it's time for him to show up as well. Um, anything else you want to say about Liverpool before I put across, and then we talk top four, and then we could talk other things. Um, uh, I
0: just also want to say, um, I hope Allison for their sake, Allison is not out for too long. So, we definitely need, and I, nobody knows what has been doing. No, I say jams up so much.
1: So, so, so here was what somebody said. Um. Alisson has made more sprints off of his line than any other keeper in the league, and given that it was his house, sure he pull it may have something to do with it. But, bro, like, I remember oh, no we you about, so about
0: right?
1: <laughs> I remember we was talking about injury point keepers a while ago. We talking about mine now, right? And uh, so mm-hmm. I went to check to see like how much games both of them missed. Is we worse for mine? Now, albeit he's had less injuries, <laughs> but is more long-term injuries yeah exactly and, so while mine had like three injuries in the last six years they were all the horrendous ones whereas Alisson bro Alison has this real weird pattern of missing like six seven games a season <laughs> I, I don't understand why yeah, like man. that is so weird but yeah cool Arsenal on the other hand obviously five and five um in the last couple of games they are currently 19 goals difference with twenty-one scored and ten and two against um I mean I one them, me uh blasted on goal um and they didn't deserve to score that game but it's been a good run and we are obviously playing a lot better and I think like the two things that I really took from this run, not just the individuals who are doing better, but also that one, we needed to beat Liverpool. Like I, I said it before it that wasn't a game of not lose it. It was like you know we had to win, you know, for the season to maintain its meaning. And not just that we did that, but then proceeding from that. We didn't just like, hey, you know, hey, you know, we beat Liverpool, you know, all night and go on to West Ham, and then end up two all or some and inside like that, but win there as well, and then win against Burnley, and then you know, in Jesus, holy, precious, we just keep it going, and yeah, I, and I, where I am. Mentally about the team is as well. I would really like for us to get back some players. Um, especially players in the midfield and defense. And just take it a game by game. I, I at this moment the name is still out of our hands mathematically, because we're gonna need Liverpool to drop points somewhere else. But we take it game by game and we just see where the season goes. And yeah, we are to see.
0: Um, I think you all have been exceptional over the past five games. I think it's yeah. it's uh, it's very nice to see. You know, I, I do, as much as I don't like you know I don't like Arsenal as a as a team. I like good football at the end of the day. I think you all have been playing some of the best football I've seen for the season by any team mm-hmm. over the span, the span of a few games. Um, but I will be honest, over this five game span, I did. I did tell myself that I think Arsenal could win all of five of mm-hmm. these games, yeah. and I think they I should think win all either. five of those games. Yeah. Um, and um, one of the things I told you after the, the Liverpool game, I don't know if you remember this, but I said the thing about Arsenal is that it, it's all about um, the timing of wins. Like, this, mm-hmm. like this five-game run is extremely impressive, but... If you lose two games d- down the line, like that will be more detrimental than winning yeah. six games in a row. You know, like that's kind of the kind of thing we're looking at. And I mean, I just want to shout out I just want to shout out a, a much maligned player from everybody, including the Arsenal fan base. Big up Martin Odegaard for the past yeah, five well, games. Probably been seen. one of the best players in the
1: league. Yeah. Unreal,
0: unreal performances. Big up Saka too. You know, is he world class? Is and world class? We will never know.
1: Um, you know, Bran. Um, I wanted to actually listen. To is that like you know, we obviously seen what, what, what you know Saka is doing, right? Um, I obviously I have my biases. I won't deny that. But I, I think what he does is exceptional, you know. And now I hate like I saw I think it was CBS or NBC one um, I hate when they do this stack line, like where like, you know, it was something like only two players have ever had a very specific number, man, a very specific number, uh, more goals and assists in a very specific time, man. And I feel like that is real overdoing it, you know? But, like, they did stuff, like, you know, most goals and assists of players 20 to one under, you know, at that age. And the kind of players that he has his name around, players like Robbie Fowler, like Cristiano Ronaldo, these kind of guys. And, you know, I see what Saka is doing. And the thing is, Bran, I genuinely agree with the whole... You know, you need to win something to be world-class, you know. And I do get that, you know. But, like, you know, I see what he's doing. And I see the fact that I genuinely, in my heart, I believe that this guy, this kid will walk into every team in the world right now. And, like, so that, like, whatever question really is, is that is there not an exception for some players, boy? You know? Now, obviously, he's young, right? And he should win things. And I really hope that he does win something. Not just this season with Arsenal, but probably even in in the the summer to come. But, like, I I, I do get, like, you know, what is it all for if you're not winning something, you know? And I I really get that. I've actually been arguing that with Patrick for, like, the last few months, especially in reference to Keane, But, like, I don't know, boy. I, I see the things he does and the, and the ridiculous consistency that I think he has. Like even when he has bad games and he manages to to get some kind of return out of that, still help these side games. And like you know, I would I'm not there. and I'm not that deluded to say that you know that I think like you know, oh, he better than some of these greats because he had this season with this much goals and assists. Because like um, it's so weird that I know this off the top of my head. But like, the this season that that y'all won the league on the country, right? That that Hazard only had. 17 goals and, and seven assists or eight assists, something like that. That is not ridiculous numbers, you know. But I would not trade Saka's season last year anyway, where he also had 25 for what Hazard did that year, right? But that kind of consistency that he playing, out boy, it just, I think it's remarkable. I, I generally think it is, you know.
0: Bro, it's not, it's like, it's I, I, It's not, um, I feel at this point for Saka, it's like, you know, people who, who, people who criticize him. It's like because I don't criticize him. Like I, 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 just feel that for me, it's just a matter of you know when, when rather than yeah, you know, yeah if
1: yeah. Because
0: I, I feel like he will. And get I think that's completely really
1: fine. I genuinely think that's fair. I yeah, think that's fair. and
0: and you know, truthfully, like um, before this this stretch of games, I can't remember like when it starts, but yeah, like before that, Saka's record. but And people might not believe me, but this is true. You can go and check it. He had eight Premier League goals and thirty-one Premier League games, which is not the mark of. A player that you want to see mm-hmm. however in the last six games i think he's
1: scored six or something
0: six or something in the last yeah. few right so yeah. i mean you know he he eventually six, catch up and whatever yeah. and, and and truthfully bro he's been great like you know people could say whatever they want um i am yeah. i i understand people who say you know um he not getting on the end of chances like some of these things is very easy lucky goals for him but at the end of the day he had to be there and he had to put yeah. it in the and again, like I see that we just do this thing
1: where, and mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not gonna lie and mm-hmm. say that I have not done this for players that I don't like, right? But like, where we try to overly analyze a goal, you know, like it is the hardest thing to yeah. do in the sport, and then we criticize somebody for are you just being in the right place at the right time? Or like, for example, right, the goal squad scored against Liverpool, bro. To, to take the touch and the finish in, in the the, right. the one second he had to do that that takes a level of skill that not everybody has you know, and, and yeah, but, it was going somewhere, and I, I really cut you off for of this, spot, but please, please go ahead.
0: No, yeah, it was, it was just that, it was just that, you know, like, I feel like Arsenal, pretty fast, for over these past six games, some of the, the individual performances have been off the charts, and again, like I said, Odegaard, I think has been, I I think over Let's the past see. five games, there's no better player in the league than Odegaard. And you
1: also think, Bran, he, Genuinely, I, I highly doubt it. Unless he really do something really ridiculous, I don't think he's gonna match his goals and assists for last season. But I don't think he needs to. I, and I love, I genuinely love this version of him more than any other, bro. Like I, I love this. Love, it. like I think, like this is him and Ateta embracing the best parts of his game and amplifying it on on a high level, extremely high level. Yeah,
0: and then and and then like uh you know, they're have any more underrated performances. Like I think again, I have said this since since y'all signed him. I think trust is an yeah. incredible player. Yeah, boy, you know, yeah. he's one of the best you know, he's one of the best forwards in the league if we be yeah. honest. So I mean I don't mm-hmm. I, I don't know why people get so surprised that he's been doing all of these good things for Arsenal since he's come. Uh, mm-hmm. I think QEO has been pretty good yeah, since boy, he's yeah. um since he's coming. Like, you know, it's like, a of Like you know?
1: players, you know. Like, we're yeah, not since, in a position where Zinchenko can walk back into the team.
0: Yes, yeah, and Zinchenko has not been playing... Like, we, we have
1: not have seen it! it. <laughs> <We> <laughs> it looks, it looks seen so it. much better hey. defensively, so,
0: you know, take that one up and just sort as well. Yeah. But again, it, for me, this season comes down for Arsenal ta- with timing. Like, yeah. winning six winning, hold on, one, two, three, four, five, winning five games in a row, six games in a row, is all good. Like, we, everybody is happy that you're doing that. But don't lose mm-hmm. three games at some point later yeah. during the season. Mm-hmm. This is... N- like that will totally derail it and yeah. the one thing i was also gonna say and the final point is you all play porto on the 12th of march which is the second leg, yeah, followed by chelsea,
1: oh, no, chelsea followed by yeah. chelsea, chelsea followed I'm by city.
0: city followed by luton followed by brighton aston villa wolves Tottenham, bournemouth man united everton until M- the
1: international break Somewhere in there, though, that's that's even yeah, yeah but,
0: but I mean, still at the runner fixtures, yeah, that is not something you want to encounter. I think you all have a very hard, uh, um, I know. I team.
1: so uh, trust me, so, I have watched the, the remainder fixture for us and the other two teams. Um, we don't have it necessarily I mean, after,
0: after the first leg like against against Porto, you have played Newcastle, yeah. So, I mean, you know, this is this that this is this is the whole point timing yeah. of wins, it doesn't it, the wins aren't important. No, but you know Brandon you win. you need to get
1: it. The honest to God is like, you know, obviously I do hope we win the league, right? I would obviously and not, that doesn't sound bad to admit even as we analyze them. But my honest to God belief is that for us to win this league, Brandon, is that we're we going to have to do something exceptional, you know, in terms of form and consistency. And when I say exceptional, I, I'm not afraid to say this here. I think we have space to drop points in, in three games totality for the rest of the season, you know. <laughs> And is about how we do it, where we do it, you know, and the manner which we do that they don't derail the next game after that kind of thing. You know, that is that is, that is the big thing. Cause you know, if we go to City and we draw, that's fine with me. You know, even, i I'm okay with that. You know, if we go to Old Trafford somewhere that oh, our record there, no matter how pitiful they may be, is it, is not where it should be. You know, we lose there, we draw and stuff like that. Those things we can recover from. But you see, you know, he loses to West Ham at home and then loses to the Fulham yeah, bro. That, 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 that cow. So, we're bringing up United. Unless I have something else to say. We could go top four. Nice. No, go ahead. Um, you know, you know, I realise, dog. This plastic this strike I have is genuinely unreliable. I should have made that 15 damn goal better to uh, you about one. dog. Dog, I'm out on seven.
0: You know what he's saying? I would not have bet that out here because I could believe Tross I would score 15 goals.
1: Yeah. And the, di- no, the whole dynamic of the team dog, is just is great. now the football is is, is great now. Uh, right, Man United, they play horrendously. However, they managed to be one of the form teams in the league. And so, unbeaten
0: in 2024. Unbeaten in
1: 2024. 20, 20, Hoyland has scored six goals in his last five games. And... Ganacho has commented himself in terms of form as well with, with consistent and returns. And uh, Bruno missed three sets today. So you know we had a full package of how the game went. But the more important thing is that United went from being, you know, in uh, a row with Chelsea was to know that they are back into conversations for that fourth place finish. And with the fact that even um they beat up Sevilla last week, but they obviously bounce back this week. And Spurs losing again this week where Wolves did it double on them despite they have the it here whatever injuries that they have. And Brighton winning five against Sheffield today. We have the top four race set for the rest of the season, and so this is more something we want to just run through because we have other title races to talk about. Brandon, how are you feeling about each of those four teams going into this title run, this top four run?
0: Right. So this is, uh, uh, I'm glad we got here because this is a point I need to remember to, to say. So this is the stage of the season where results, only, the only thing that matters are results. Yeah. Like, I don't. I think at this point, it is foolish of us to continue to criticize Ten Hard for, oh my God, what kind of style of football does he play? What is he doing? Blah, blah, blah. Like, we, this at this point he get he need results and that is exactly what he gets in right now. And that applies for every single one of them. Aston Villa Spurs this this weekend they they uh they drop the ball and you know they allowed United back into this um entered Um they played Fulham, yeah, right, and they beat they mm-hmm. Fulham two one. Um it's all about results at this point. And if Whichever team continues to get the results sure, until the end of the season, that's just gonna be what what defines it. Like um I think United could have like easily put away Luton today. Two one is a very yeah, score to Luton. Mm-hmm. Um so you know, I I at this point, that's just how it is. I I if I've been honest with you, bro, I will put United ahead of the ahead of all of them because I think mm-hmm. they have the momentum right now mm-hmm. and the truth and this has been the case for for lots of the season. I think United have done pretty well with Bruno playing. Like I think the worst we've seen him in England.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't
0: know what's going on with him, but he's been terrible. But he
1: miss like three good chances this to quarter? And I mean, yeah, game so much yeah. today, And he I and you yes, I, I think. Don't... All the criticism that I have ever given him, that is the one thing I actually never criticized him. Because I take it for a goal. He's actually very reliable. He's a very good finisher.
0: Yeah, and, and I think for the whole season, he has like, what, two versus, maybe three versus? Yeah, I think it's four. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think for the, the fact that they've been doing so reasonably with him playing and him as a passenger, I think I would give them the edge over both of them, because I feel like Villa, something might happen to Villa along the way, I can't say what it is, it could be Europe, you never know. And. Spurs. It's just Spurs. You know? Like,
1: you know. Are we
0: really going to put them favorites for anything? Are we really yeah. like, serious about that? So And you know the um, thing, right?
1: With yeah. including Brighton into that. As much as they are seven, Brighton are six points off United, who are three points off Tottenham. In fifth, mm-hmm. who are two points off Villa. You know, I, I feel like first to include Brighton. The next few results had a goal for them in like such a ridiculous way that they become like five points touching distance to that fourth play spot when the next international break come around. Um, where I sit right now is that I actually would still have Spurs finish in fourth right now. And it's just because of how much I believe in their attacking talent. And that even though that they will continue to give up a bunch of chances, I think that Son, even though he... He only back, like, two games now or something. Like. He's got to catch back himself, and he's going to not just score, but he's got to score at the rate where he can be playing himself in goal and boot race. At some point, Madison will catch back himself, and I think that they have enough attacking cohesive intent. You know, where United where is right now, I, I do think it's such reliant on, on players being super clinical in the moment, and something's going and I'm like, a like, whole lot of seconds ago today, um, that... I think that they would do better than Villa in the, the season and finish fifth. Now, fifth could still be a championship spot, depending on how things shape up in Europe. So it's not the same. Looking, they it ain't looking
0: good, bro. It ain't nah, looking, looking
1: good. It ain't looking good. But <laughs> there's a reality that it can't happen. Um, so, yeah, I think right now I would have them. And I would have Villa falling off a bit. You know, it, you know Villa started to stack up a few injuries. You know, and then, bad ones too, and bad ones and long ones, season-ending ones, and so when we talk about that, they can contend with, you know, the Europa Conference League. While it not isn't the Europa League, it's something I am a hundred percent sure that one I wants to win, and he would want to win that more than he would care finishing anyway in, in the in the league table itself. And if it comes to him to preference one or the other, he's going to preference the, the competition, the, the Europa Conference League, and so. Yeah. Um we're gonna move off from this now though. And we would like to say that the fraud of twenty twenty four is West Ham United that they are winless for this entire year and Bruh. What is this dog? Things get so bad. We actually saw an appearance from Michael Antonio this weekend. Like he wasn't playing. <laughs> like it's so funny. Okay guys, so um uh, that was enough prem. We're gonna actually move across over to Germany. Where I am so proud to tell real, you, Brandon, to the
0: real fraud of 2024.
1: I am so proud to tell your brother that in the space of eight days Kane has lost a former Arsenal captain Grane Jacker. Then he lost a former Arsenal midfielder but in against Lazio in Chavez. And then conceded that equalizer the former Arsenal player, uh, Takumo Asado as they lost 3-2 to uh, VHF Bokom. Yeah. Yeah, so it has not been a great week for the experts, man. And thus, as we look at the Bundesliga table, there are 12 games left to go, and they are eight points clear of the rain. Bayern Leverkusen are eight points clear of the rain in champions. Bayern Munich. And... We're going to talk in, because I do want to talk in, But, credit where it's you due for Bayern Leverkusen. Bro, these men are going on. They, they have equalized Bayern Munich's longest ever stretch of unbeaten game. And they don't look beatable. I generally would not be surprised if they have gone this whole season and not lose at this point. You know? I think they will, just because it just might happen. But, one, even if it does happen, Brandon, that's, not, that's not going to phase them. We're not going to shake them. They look so... You know when we, we, we did talk about the game last week, eh? No, we didn't. Because we didn't do actual pod last week. We did the pod pre-recorded. When we look at how they play against Bayern, they look so mature in that game. They look so assured in everything that they do. And they have had injuries in it. It's just nobody can talk about it. Because they just keep winning. But they have had... No, they, they, one of their sides he the season, Victor Boni faces all for nearly... I think they expect it back like late April or something like that. Mm-hmm. And other players have been getting injured along the way as well. And they continue, continue to win. So before we talk about Keane and Bayern and possibly Tommy took a losing, he woke. But I love a cool son, right,
0: They continue to defy the odds and expectations. Every time you think they can't get any better, they do. <laughs> The game against uh, the game against Bayern was incredibly impressive. I think if anybody watched the game, they they know the type of um of team that this is at this point. I feel I yeah. um, would not be surprised if they go unbeaten at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see them winning every game from now until the end of the season, but I, I just don't see a, a point where they lose a game at, at this point. Um, you know again from Pong, uh from Pong Ramaldo, I believe have. 30 goal contributions between both of them this season Start. the most lethal um with my and you know, in any whole of the, um of things so um I, yeah boy at this point i mean i you know me i am a skeptic of of, of all of this but what i see in front of my eyes bro i can't deny it like it's yeah. kind of crazy and and it could be it could be it could be one of the best league seasons ever by yeah. a team mm-hmm. and I do even I can't even reach. What is their total number like?
1: Correct. Right now it's fifty eight, and but like the, how much can they? The maximum that they could get is one hundred two. Right? Yeah, the maximum they can get is one hundred and two, and so for they throw it four. So instead of being able to get four, they could get um thirty six plus fifty eight. The, the max they can get is 94.
0: Yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised if they get like, like ninety, 90 points.
1: 90, yeah, like ninety nine points. I yeah, yeah would not I be surprised at this
0: point because I don't know, boy. It just it kind of it kind of ridiculous at this point. Um, I don't know what to say apart from you know keep it going. These are I think everybody has written for them
1: at this point. We all want to see this happen. I I would like, for like to reason. see from a personal bias since I was rooting for them from the get because my dog got and Xhaka is about. Salani minerals dog, brother. Give her that day with the league. Is my dog world class?
0: Of course he would be, bro. I mean, at the end of the day, at the, end of the day, um, at the end, you shouldn't crap too hard because we were robbed of our, um our rice Odegaard and um Xhaka midfield by the Arsenal boardroom, and I will never forgive them for that. So, yeah
1: boy. Yeah. Yeah um, boy, dog, dog. hey. That could. No, we that would have we been my robbed, dream, we were, in yeah. it, honestly, because I mean, like. You we were robbed. Like this, I it's, really it's, like that one, even before we signed him, my boy, and then we'd sign him and have credit So, hey, we should sell. <sighs> but yeah, Keane though, you know, when we did our Hot Takes episode, Brad, you know, I said that I, I think that Keane put more the um, risk to his legacy by moving, you know? And this is exactly it. And things happen in any manner. Is. I'll, I'll be very honest with you. Lars, you're going to go to Bayern, and I still expect Bayern to win. And I think that they should win, and they should go through. But in any day that that happens, Brandon, and the way that they lost this league, in the, in the sense that not just the silly points that they drop along the way, but like one of Bayern's biggest strength has been when it comes time, oh, we need to be serious. Okay, we'll come face us, and when you face us, we will demolish you. Bro, all that has just gone to the side. They aren't doing that anymore. And here we can point to chances that, that he has missed and, and that sometimes he sits too deep and stuff like that, I'm not saying no but it is really exceptional how it is things are unfolding for them right now for Bayern and for Kane
0: well I mean in the past week he's been undone by two Chelsea managers, former Chelsea managers that is hey! and, and undone by his own manager Thomas Tuchel who continues to put faith in Uwe <laughs> to,
1: to, hey!
0: to bring, joy, bring, joy, bring joy and happiness to the viewers of the Bundesliga. Yeah, this boy. man is uh, he's, he's just something else, boy. And and you know what's the thing, John? I remember when we did the World class episode and I did bring up the point that I think, you know, Kane is not World Class. And um, Daniel Daniel said that, you know, he thinks it's the only exception. And I still hold the view that if there's only one exception to this rule, then it's probably not an exception. It's probably, it's probably what should be accepted. Because this is just something that's happened to him every single season yeah. of his career. Kane is the only player to score 30 goals, I believe, twice in the Premier League and not win a Premier League. Yeah. And, you know, like I, I think Kane has, what, two golden boots as well in the Premier League? Yeah. He's probably going to get golden boots in the Bundesliga yeah. as well. He could end up with, with um, golden boots in the Champions League and he's just not going to end up with anything. Yeah. And that is just the sad reality of it. And... You know, people were saying came to drop this um playmaker game, and I think he really does. Like nobody cares if he can drop into the six yeah. and turn it into a nine, five, five hundred meters of the fetch. You know? Um, and I
1: mean look, we talk about by that, just not
0: another place either.
1: And the thing is, right? We talk about a broader conversation. We're not just talking about the fact that he lost this weekend, right? But but even in this game, you know, when they were one-nil up, he had a chance to make it 2 0 And the thing is, you yourself have said, Brandon, how you know, we shouldn't just watch the openers, but the games has put a nail in the coffin. And that is where Haaland has been doing. Exceptional, you know. Yeah, and yeah. that is the difference. That has been the difference. And this is also what I've been telling Daniel. And he says that, like, players that are at their peak and are, that want to be in that conversation, not just for world class, but where their legacy was standing at the end of the day, will make those moments count. No, so, yeah, there's a team sport, and yeah, you know, sometimes a team making lay I like open my can, okay, two red cards in a week, which was, dog, <laughs> no, that is, no that is, so, no, that is so special. You know, I mean, more special we are watching Euros come summer, brother, and he's going to start, and my brain is going to miscompute. But it's not like to say that he has not had chances. It's not like to say that these games pass him by and he doesn't do anything. It's that like he has moments that make the difference in those games that like he has the pressure. Whether it is at Bayern and we see these chances. or whether it is at the World Cup and he missing penalties, whether it is at Tottenham and, and, and losing leagues, or losing finals, or whatever it is. And at some point, I believe that there's a portion of talent that has to be uh, attributed to. Being able to do it under the pressure. It's all well and good. You know, we're doing this in your auntie backyard and we play a little chair side of thing. What about when it means everything? Your ability to cope and do what you was doing. then when you're playing early on a Saturday morning, kickoff. what about when it comes to the finals, when it comes to this beginning, when it comes to your side losing? And yeah, I, I don't doubt Branham that we go back to the season, this same season here. Are we going to see games where... They were losing 1-0, or they may have been 1-0, and he did the decider. Bro, those players also managed to do it as often as the team requires it. It's not to say that they won't get help along the way. You know, when we look at Cristiano Ronaldo, two of his best seasons in the Champions League, he was not the one to score the winners in the finals. You know, so yeah, you do get help. You know, Di Maria's help on Messi, how much times at this point, you know. But when we look through those tournaments, how often those players decided that match day on match day on match day. And Keenan's just lacked that element to his game. You know?
0: Not only that, I think one thing we also need to talk about is the fact that I think this quote, like, um, this is what I said when we did the, the top transfers of the season. um, I said it was defining for the entire team of Bayern because I don't think anybody can, can t- tell me that. That Bayern team should not be one of the best teams mm-hmm. in the world. Yep. Like player for player, they have some of the best players in the world. That team should not be in the situation that they're in right now. And I think the entire mm-hmm. team is is not performing. Kane included, because he is the star man on this team right now. Um Kimmich, you know, has been out of favor with Tucker. He doesn't mm-hmm. play. Um sometimes Muller would be on the bench, sometimes he's coming into the game, he'll start. Oh, Two poor most so... he started
1: this weekend, all kind of thing, though.
0: Bro, I I am so confused and you know, like it's been yeah. pretty bad for Bayern. I think and as Daniel said, a very overrated team. And mm-hmm. that is the best way to describe it. And it should not be a very overrated team and when you have supposedly the best striker in the world and when you need him to score goals to win your games, he's not doing it. So and which, which
1: brings us to the next thing, which is does Tommy Tucker still have this job come next weekend? You know, and I, I, I think it's a real it. thing I that really he doesn't have know. it, you know. Um, I, I said no. to you this today, I would not be surprised if, like, they sack him and they get somewhere to stay till the end of the season. You know, Hansi Flick doesn't have a job right now and obviously he has his past affiliations with Bayern. I wouldn't be exactly surprised to see it. But the other thing that this also does, Brandon, is show even more light. as uh, Whether you thought he was doing extremely well or not, how um, out of place the sacking of Julian Nagelsmann man was last year. And they so sacked him because they was so desperate to get the Champions League winning manager in, in, in Tommy Tuchel and watch how things have gone since then. You know? like Even if you watch his league record, Brandon, when he came in by last year, again, you have to be there to win it. Right? I'm not saying no. But Dortmund was throwing it away and he was still trying to throw it. They were also trying to throw it away at the same time as well. So... Yeah, do you think that he's still in the job? If not, uh, who you think could probably take over?
0: I saw, I saw a thing saying that um that he will be in the job. I I saw, I think it was a, I can't remember if it was a Bayern in or something said that they still have faith in him and they will tend to see it out throughout the season. But I do think if they um if they lose to the Lazio, I feel he will lose his job. Unfortunately, um, you know, the man in which they lost to the Lazio and the man in which they lost today, the unforgivable man, like yeah. They, ridiculous at this point this is one of the yeah. best teams in the world you know and they're just not performing to the to the expectations at all mm-hmm. so um i, I mean i ask you this john like who do you think has been a more diss- bigger disappointment psg or Bayern this season like being totally honest
1: i think it would be Bayern. and it's because like with psg the unfortunate reality is that they have the tag of being what they are which is not performing well in europe and they actually have one foot in the round of 16 as it starts you know, mm-hmm. whereas Bayern are the complete opposite. And in fact, what I think is even more concerning, and like, you know, people will laugh about things, about, oh, Spursy and whatever, whatever. But bro, we're talking about a team that monopolizes this league, regardless of manager, regardless of player, regardless of who was there. They monopolized this league. I think Muller is probably the only person, and Noya are the only people who are still there from when they started this Back to when they took back the reins from Dortmund back in 2012, I believe it was. Or thirteen, whenever it is that they, they won back the first and before they started this run. Mm-hmm. The players didn't matter. And what does that say that Kane and Tuchel are the, are the two big ones that have changed over this last year? That that mentality hasn't, not just mentality, but the culture of the club has changed. You know, at the start of the year. You know, we always seeing things like, you know, Bayern will be up there, one of the the, the favourites to win the Champions League, you know, because of the names that were there and the players that were there and the club that were there. And now we are here, knockout stage time, and people feel the complete opposite. That is a huge change in perception to make. And that plays into how massive a disappointment that they are, you know? Yeah, after about PSG, you know, PSG had one foot in the semi-finals and fair play to them that they rolled out a really good first half by Soce that, um to manage to get two goals in the second half, right? And fair play to them after what I think has been a shambolic show in the, in the group stage for them by the standards of what they did in the window and all what they did to, to prep Mbappe and he decided he wanted or whatever. But they, imagine that, that we are seeing that PSG are... Uh, Doing better, that they are, they are seeming better placed than Bayern Munich, a club that was known for standards of what they did, and it's not there.
0: Another thing, too, is that, like, you know, you have a too, and he showed in the game against so that even when, when they were, I think, you know, if he, you and I both agree, they were second best. Yep. But at the end of the day, Mbappe those is players,
1: they turned the He's dial.
0: A it doesn't matter, turned that's, that's the difference. He's a winner mm-hmm. and he 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 single handed. They you know he they want to nil. No? Does he game one goal? Mm-hmm. And that is the difference. That is the true difference. A, that, I was I want... moment
1: that took everybody A out or so said our tank, you know. You know?
0: Yeah, bro. I don't I don't need um I don't need Keen scoring a hatch against Damstad, you know.
1: Yeah. If he scored one
0: goal and win uh, and win all those games in 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 a row and mm-hmm. send them back to the top of the table, that is what people want to see. That we don't yeah. want to see Kane scoring forty goals and you know not winning the league—that's not what we want to see. Um, so I, again, all of this is fair criticism of Kane. Of Kane, I think eh? it like is. I have seen a lot. I've seen a lot of like people like saying oh you know the trophy thing is lazy and whatever. Like bro, there's a reason that these things are important. Yeah, if you don't see players win constantly and you don't see them win at all, you know there's no way to judge them. We judge players when they win. That's the ultimate prize. And it's not like
1: if he he was doing this playing for Brighton and then went to Leipzig. You know, he was doing this for a club that was supposed to be the Big Six and were in title conversations. They were in semi finals. They were in, even if he was playing for Crystal Palace or something, they were in finals. They were in semi finals. And he didn't even have a carabao for his name. What does that say about somebody who people. You know, as if I think Brandon, he had if he had won a Premier League, they would have they would have had people that would have people even know what I want to play him top three strikers at all time in Premier League history. You know? What does that say? That you want to put somebody there who can't win? That, what does that say? You know? Mm-hmm. And I mean, look, the, the, the difference with somebody like Gerard is that Gerard has shown that he could I will strap you to my back. And we will win this game. And win a final 3 along. You think I could ask Harry Kane to do that? And we bring up Mbappe. And I didn't tell it. we not talking about this before because I really forgot that it had happened. But Mbappe announced that he is leaving this week. Um, and it has been announced now in a way that has been credible. And we actually believe, hey guys, it's actually happening this time. So, it is believed that it's going to go Real Madrid. It's probably 90%. Now. We've actually spoken about this already. It's overdone at this point. However, I'm going to give you one club, 45 seconds to tell me why he should go there instead of Real Madrid and why it is better for his career. You're on 43 seconds.
0: Yeah, I know. Because, you know, originally my answer was Liverpool and the club club came and destroyed my dream.
1: I'll be honest, for me too, if the club was still there, it wasn't even a question.
0: Yeah, so Club has destroyed my dream. Um, I'm gonna go for and you know, big up my up my dog the queue. I'm gonna go for Manchester United. I feel like it is it is best for the sport if he was to do that. You know, like they could that is a sign and to take them back to the top, that is a sign and that will define the next generation. It will be Haaland versus Mbappe for Man City versus Man United. People can say what they want about United. Right now, that sign takes them up levels, bro. And you know, that would I think that would be good for him in his career. It will show that everybody like going to Madrid at this point for him does not prove anything to anybody because we know he's one of the best players and he will. Um if he goes to United, one of the biggest challenges, and he will. Like if he if he's able to take them to like anything within a title race, anything closer to like a Champions League final, semi-final. That is, that is proper, proper what we want to see from a player like that. Mm-hmm. So, apart from Real Madrid, it's just going to be... That's just what it's going to be. It's just going to be United for me.
1: Yeah. Um, mine is, is Arsenal. And yeah, sure, you can tell me that there's bias in it. And I, I would not deny that. Um, my, my logic behind it is this. Um, part of the reason that the entire club career has been underwhelming is because nothing has felt like he has won anything that, that he really fought for. Or had to fight for, you know? And I think coming to the club that, you know, given that we don't know where Liverpool is going to exactly be next year post-Ugand Club. The club has the best position to take on the next best club, the best position to take on um Pep and Man City. I, I think that he should go there. Now there's obviously the French connection and stuff like that. And, and, and Henry Legacy. And and if he could do things that Henry never did, you know, that with Arsenal and stuff like that. But yeah, you talk about the rivalry between Harry um, between him and Harry Kane. between Haaland and Mbappe. Yes, I, and I I agree that as well. And I think that at United that everything you say there is completely valid, but I think in terms of a club that, that may be at that 90% mark, and, and that he pushes that one, push it from 90% to 120%, then yeah, that, that Mbappe is that guy, you know, and in terms of you know, writing his legacy and stuff, uh, he goes around mature Madrid and he wins things, and and, it, and it's great, you know, but it is it's KD going to Golden State all over again, boy, uh, and you're, you're, you're going and you'll get your rings and you'll get your trophies, but your legacy and being able to achieve stuff with, with a club that has French heritage that, that, that is well-positioned to compete for years and stuff like that, then, yeah, I, I, I think so. I think the biggest thing is if, honestly, is if he and Ateta could, could ever work out that we have not seen Ateta do well with, with bigger egos and stuff like that, I think that would be a huge challenge there for him. But, hey, again, if Ateta wants to be one of the best managers in the world, then he had to be able to do that too. So, but the last actual talking point that we had is Inter Milan. And it's not just that they ran away 4-0 winners this weekend. It's not just that... I know you don't like these stats and things, eh? but they had a field tilt of 92% now this this weekend. Like, you know how insanely yeah. pushed back you have to push a yeah. team? You know? Like, that's actually insane. It's not just that Marcus Turham has been one of the signings of the season. It's not just that they are... just Actually, anyway, I'm going to double-check this before we start off, I think it's several points clear on the top of the table. Um oh is more than that. And, nine, they in, and they have a game, they have in hand, Doesn't it. Yeah. And it's not just that, that they won, that they that they reached the, Ch- the Champions League finals last year. You know, they are the shining beacon of Italian football right now. With one of the best coaches, hands down to me in the game. And they are showing that what they did last year was not just a flash in the pan, boy you know, and that they have to play Atletico last week when we did this League preview. We all said that, you know, we think it could go either way and we may just edge it a little bit, just a little bit in Atletico's favour. But hey, Inter Milan are in a position. One, I I genuinely wish they did not draw each other. Boy, because I hate for either of them to go out. But one, that's going to be an insane game. And two, do not count them out at all yeah
0: definitely not you can't like i mean like when we did it i i told you like i cannot split it at all yeah like it is very difficult um again like Lautaro is the biggest on over in the world right now and yeah. a, like, intense, <laughs> insane. man. I believe he's the first to hit 20. Yeah, he 20 is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, bro, that is like crazy in itself. Turam has 10 goals as well. You're looking at double digits for both of them. Yeah. Turam has like the second most assists in the league.
1: Yeah. Um, and I think it's very I likely think... he does something like 15 and 15 by the time this league is done. Though.
0: And you know, the 15 and 15 is, is, is ever so yeah. In by the season. So, bro, I totally agree with everything you say there. Like, Inter are not a team that you need to like. Think of lightly again. It is unfortunate that they have to play Atletico.
1: Yeah. Um, they have
0: to play one of, the, one of the best teams along with themselves, best defense, best attack. And you will. And I expect them to fully run away with Seria. Like yeah. at, at this mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. That game in hand. I don't know what the game who the game in hand is, but
1: honestly, bro, it don't I matter just, to me in it at all, you know. You know?
0: Um, yeah, and again, I I I believe I need to double check this because I think it's I believe it is. I think they have like some ridiculous stat when it comes to. You can see the 12 goals or something. You know, bro.
1: We are in I February. Mean, come on. We are in February.
0: On. 12. Like, come on. It's 12 goals, yeah. bro. Like, that's just unreal. It's bro, I, remember
1: when you saw world class players a while boy. And I, I don't know if you actually win anything of measure to say that he should be in that conversation, but though they sign, yeah, someone are free to. On a free. I know,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Talk. Like again, another yeah. side now this season, you know, you're talking about it, you know.
0: Yeah, I remember I certainly I think Summer is the best keeper in the league. Like I think yeah. he's better than mine, yeah. And like he's been he's been a very good keeper yeah. for a long time. Yeah. yeah. You know, like um so I mean again, Inter, they have some of the best defenders in the world, they have one of the top informed keepers in the world, best attack in the world, some of the best midfielders in the world. Charlotte so, um, has been insane this season, bro. Like who thought Challenger would be good as a deep line playmaker? Like, yeah. Like, it, ju- it just really kills us at this point. And I, like I said, I fully expect to run away with the league. And, you know, when we, when we get to the second leg of Atletico versus Inter, we'll be in for a good ride.
1: Yeah, well, And I mean, like, I think both teams are having a really good season. Obviously, one is better positioned than the other to win something because, as we say, we expect it to run away with the league. But, you know, I really hope. And if they do end up going out to Atletico, that people don't let that color how insane this team is right now, and they will be back here again next year when Champions League roll around again and the league rolls around again, and
0: and if they beat if they beat Atletico, then people are going to be like oh
1: yeah oh, yeah mm-hmm. you
0: don't want to play them at all
1: <laughs> yeah and. The last last thing, which you know we we, we really can to talk too heavy on is the fact that in La Liga you know I wasn't announced that he's leaving. I think they draw once, but they actually have one at the other As I says that Lewandowski he started a score. Um When I say Addisa, eh relatively, but like, like what's had a score with us, I think. I mean it's 20 penalties for him, but who knew he had that in him better than Harry Kane. Um Real drop points this weekend though. Are you worried at all? They do I have a decent other injuries game. to be fair.
0: Yeah, Geron, I have a game in hand on them, but it's six points ahead. Um I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not worried about Real at this point. Um I think sooner Bellingham comes back the be better for yeah. them. Um they continue to do it without a striker, without a, a top top number nine.
1: Hey, two scored this we to be fair to the man.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, but he he, he, he not starting ahead of um
1: Nobody you know, Vinicius and,
0: yeah. and, and, and Rodrigo. Um, so yeah, not worried about Real. Um, I feel like this will be uh, a point during the season where we continue to look at the table and it look very similar.
1: Yeah. Um, cool. Atletico
0: are only three points behind Barça. Wow. Yeah. Kind
1: Kind of crazy. To be yeah. fair, if I out Barça even Real. overtook them, I was hiking, a little surprised. Like I, I yeah. did think that this might have been one of the seasons where Barça got had to fight a little bit to make top four, but it looks like, shall we might leave them being still a Champions League club. So that's obviously good. And yeah, cool guys. I think we'll leave it. At. I think this was actually a really good. Wait, episode. no, we cannot.
0: We cannot. We cannot stop there. We cannot stop there. After the 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 happenings of this week, it would be remiss of us to not do our updated prediction, because <laughs> you know, I know you. I know you're trying to push the Lazio beaten by an agenda, which worked out in the end.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. We all got. We all got PSG. Hey. Wrong. Yeah. Hey, yeah. So, I mean, give me the, give me your thoughts on give me your prediction for PSV Dortmund. There.
1: Um, I think PSV was will go through. Now, it I just for them to overturn not just two goals at home, but they have no no, PSV
0: Dortmund. PSV oh. Dortmund.
1: Oh. Yes. Oh. Yes. Yes. Um. This is PSV at home. Yeah. I think PSV winning. Uh. I really do think PSV winning. And uh, PSV won this weekend, and on top of that, Dortmund drew again. And it's like, like this is like, I don't trust Dortmund. I I, I just don't. I don't. I, I, whereas PSV are playing immaculate football, so I'm gonna go for PSV. winning. what about you? I'm
0: going i I give i still gonna go for the draw. But yeah, it'll be I, I think I feel it'll be more high score. And not, yeah, like two old looking at the kind
1: of weekend. So I think yeah. yeah, something like that. Uh, Inter, Atletico, us John. The most so, difficult thing. It is Atletico, so I'm gonna go with no it's at inter wait at inter
0: yeah
1: atletico rest realm, man this weekend in the the atletico win five there at the restaurant uh oh uh, i'm gonna be sour i'm gonna go for I- I- i'll i'll go for i said i,
0: still gonna, I
1: gonna give it that to go mother, mother, oh dog uh, so like is I, know, is that no i was thinking a little one one but you know what um, the thing? i can see atletico winning because I, I would all due respect for everything Inter has done this season. I trust Atletico individual to individually to make it count any moment. But yeah, I'll one, go for the draw because it's at home right now.
0: One player um, i I surprised that we didn't talk about in, in that uh, episode is that player me and Patek love a lot. Uh, it's going to be very interesting to see Boralov Love versus Rodrigo de Paul. I think that'll be a very good battle in the midfield. It's going to be real nice to see. Bro,
1: from a personal but, point of view, I'm so glad that game is a Tuesday so that I don't have to find yeah, the good watch is Wednesday, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Alright, uh, so give me Napoli, Barcelona. Uh, what else is
0: scoring
1: with us now, man? Eh? in Napoli, uh, Napoli drew this yeah. weekend, they have not been good. Honestly, boy, I wouldn't be surprised if, if some of Barca out win, but give, uh, actually, yeah, you know what, I, I'm going to give Barca the edge. I'll say Barca's actually my win, so yeah. What
0: am I going to go for it here, boy? You know what? I'll go for 1-0 on Napoli. I still think this is going to be one of those away goal rules type of of thing. So, i do go 1-0 Napoli. And finally, John, you know, your own team.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go for... Be
0: be reasonable.
1: Don't say 5. No, 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 no. I was going to say, I was going to say like 2-0 or 2-1. But, yeah, I I, I think we should win. I, I would like it to be more. I don't expect it to be more. But it would the dream scenario would be for us to go there and put up the kind of goal. The France that would mean that the home like could be almost a formality. But I'm gonna go that we win and that hopefully we take care of things in a more professional way. I expect honestly, I expect Georgina to start, but um, we'll see what the day comes. And yeah, yeah
0: uh, I have Canada's finest Stefan. You stuck here in the yeah. pocket, Declan Rice. Nah, just joking. Um. I think I, I still think us not gonna get this one done. Maybe a little two one get yeah. back to the average.
1: Yeah, so, I think that's yeah,
0: fair. Gonna go with that one. Wait, cool. You can sign us
1: out now. Yeah, <laughs> guys, I think this was genuinely great. I oh, I really enjoyed this episode. Please share this with somebody if you're still here. Kayla, we know you're here. Share this with somebody. And uh, thank you, guys. Brandon, thank you so much for coming. And catch you guys next time. See you soon. Take it easy. Love you guys. Enjoy Champions. League later.